Welcome in One Nation to another episode of the High Podcast. TJ Winger joined by equestrian head coach or director of equestrian, I should say, Philip Williamson, coach. Director of Equestrian, <laughs> Mr. Williamson, everything under the sun. Yeah, thank you for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, this is obviously an exciting time of the year for a lot of different ways, but for the Equestrian program heading out to Nationals the 15th and 16th, you even have freshman Dakota Banks competing in the IHSA Zone Championships this upcoming weekend. So lots on your plate as a director of Equestrian. But I kind of want to start. Let's get to know who Philip is as a person. Let's begin with coaching. Was this something you always knew you wanted to do, or was it something that the right door opened at the right time and you walked through it? Yeah. Um, so I, I rode in high school, knew that I wanted to ride in college, knew that I wanted to, to be involved with horses professionally. Um, I went to school in New Jersey, went to Centenary College that has a strong equine studies program, rode. I kind of was thinking I'm going to go, I'm going to graduate, I'm going to start riding professionally. I might have a private farm. I might sort of have some clients do that, but I, I didn't think immediately college coaching. Um, I kind of thought that might be a nice place to end up sort of once I needed to slow down when I was a little older. Um, but I kind of started doing that and, and really felt like I wanted sort of the, the grounding presence of being in a, in a more permanent situation like a coaching role. And um, I started at Sweetbriar College um, in 2018 as an instructor and an as assistant coach for the IHSA team there. And that was kind of my, my first real college coaching role. Um, really enjoyed that, got to do a lot and learned a lot um, in that position. And, and the opportunity here at Lynchburg to, to come and, and be the head coach here came up um, just a little bit over a year, year and a half ago. Um, and I kind of, that was the direction I wanted to go in. I, I was impressed with Lynchburg and the athletics program here um, because it, it's really quite successful and just the support that we have a, across campus is, is huge. And so I kind of um, made that shift and have really enjoyed starting to kind of build back um, what we want in terms of an equestrian team here. Yeah, that's awesome, Coach. And you hit a lot of different notes for me there, how you got to Lynchburg. That's awesome. And, you know, one of the things I did want to ask you, this kind of serves as your first full year in the job because you've been given a pretty short hand there. That's tough because COVID you know, derails your first official season and then, you know, you get to 2020 and you don't get to have a full calendar year. This becomes really year one under your tenure where you start in the fall and you compete. National championships go through the spring. So, I know there's a lot of, you know, frustrations that come with, you know, having a full season and I have to think there were a lot of, uh, you know, irritating moments and, and things that you wish you could have back, but, you know, given the cards you're dealt with, were there some positive that kind of came out of that little test runs along the way that kind of set you up for the success the teams had this year? Yeah, I think actually in a weird way, it was kind of a nice transition into being a head coach here as a first time head coach. It's obviously a big jump to make, but I think we kind of, I, I was forced to start slow, um, which I think is not my um, sort of my, my attitude towards things. And I don't know if other people would say that I started slow, but for me, I feel like I did. Um, and so I think having last year, last spring is kind of our COVID start. We had a shortened season, so we didn't have as much travel to work through. Um, I think if anything, we kind of got a little lucky in that then this year when everything started full swing, it was a little more overwhelming than it might've been. But um, I think it gave us a chance to just kind of really sort of assess and see and feel where we were and then kind of be able to go from there. Um, and it, it did definitely help with recruiting in terms of trying to make sure we started this year with a, a good group and a full group of kids um, on our team to be able to do what we wanted to do. Well, that leads me to my next point perfectly. Thank you, Coach. You're, you're going to become a permanent co-host here if you keep this up. But your recruiting landscape 
really is something that I don't know any other program has to deal with because one of the first things you told me when I met you was, yeah, I recruit against the likes of, you know, Texas A&M, South Carolina. Yeah, those ones, the ones that are in Power 5 conferences. So that is obviously something that comes with, you know, it's daunting challenges. And, you know, it caught my attention, obviously, that day, and I'm still thinking about it. So talk to me about some of the hardships and, you know, some of the, the – challenges that come with that type of recruiting scene but you know maybe where that you know elevates the, what University of Lynchburg is seen as and maybe helps you along the way as well yeah I think one of the things about equestrian as a collegiate sport is kind of there's there's some different formats that we ride in we have the IHSA we have the NCEA and and Lynchburg added the NCEA in 2019 um, and then sort of had those COVID years to kind of try and get through the beginning of it but one of the things that's unique about that is we've got NCEA format schools that are Division One to Division Three, and we have more D1 schools than we have Division Three schools. It's not a, a big popular sport at that level. And so when I'm looking at kids, when I write my schedule and we look at where we're going to be competing, I have to compete against some of those schools. And so not only do I want to make sure that I show up with a competitive team when I have to go to A&M or I have mm -hmm. to go to South Carolina or whatever it might be, I also want to make sure that... Um, in order to, to attract the kind of kids that those schools are attracting, we need to be be able to meet that level in some way. And so as a Division three school, we're not going to be able to do the scholarships, but I think that's a place where we're so lucky here with Lynchburg to have such a well-supported athletic program um, that I think makes the recruiting piece much easier for me. It's still not not easy, but it's <laughs> it's definitely, it makes, makes my job easier because our students really come in, being a student at athlete at Lynchburg feels like a big deal because we've got so many strong programs so many sports programs here that have had so much success both in the conference and at a national level that uh if anything you kind of like it it, it that raises the level of expectation for our equestrian program but it also means that our equestrian program can kind of raise the expectation of the students that we have coming here um i think with ihsa we're in a place where we're going to have all levels of riders and so those those kids were we're not necessarily competing against big schools for we might be competing more locally for but when it comes to, to those ncea riders we've got riders on our team that are from Colorado, from New Hampshire, we've got commits for next year that are from California and from um, kind of all over. And so it, we, we kind of need, we need to be able to match the level of some of those other schools to get kids like that to, to be interested in coming here. Yeah, and that raises two questions I want to ask you. But first, talk about the NCEA landscape. And I have to think a big draw to the University of Lynchburg is the opportunity to compete and be a pivotal member of that program right away. I mean, we were just talking to Lucy Metzler and Kelly McCormick, sophomore and a freshman, uh, between the two, McCormick being the sophomore, Metzler being the freshman. But that is something that I know a lot of recruits, and you go into people's living rooms, that is something that captures a lot of people's attention. But that said, we were talking before we started recording, and it's not as simple as, you know, baseball player. You're a pitcher in high school, get used to the speed of the college level, and you're a pitcher at college. There's a lot more that kind of goes into it. Do you mind breaking that down and where that adds a little bit more stress to your job? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing that's unique about college riding in any format is, is the whole concept is sort of based off of 
um, this idea that we would neutralize the equipment. Well, for us, the equipment is horses. And so when somebody's playing basketball, the basketball that each team has to play with is the same. For us, horses, they're not all the same. So one of the things that's that we do to try and make sure we really get a chance to judge a rider's ability is we do what we call catch riding. So those riders come and they get on a horse that they're unfamiliar with, um, and they have a, a specified amount of time to get to know that horse to, to start to warm up and to jump a couple jumps and see what that horse is going to be like to ride, and then they have to go in and ride it. And then they're judged against another rider in the NCEA that rides that exact same horse, mm -hmm. and we really get a chance to see who rides that horse better. Um, there's obviously a home team advantage when you host because you're riding your, your school's horses, so you might draw the one that you rode the day before, you might draw the one that you really have a hard time riding, but um, you have that advantage. So one of our big, our big um, sort of our whole goal in our coaching is to try and get kids to sit on horses that are new to them or unfamiliar to them and be able to figure that out and assess that horse and assess what skills they need to use to ride that horse well in a really short period of time because that's kind of the name of the game for us. Um, and it, it, it is a big transition and we've got um, the, the beginning of our season and the beginning of sort of especially with a young team that we have right now can get a little, um, get a little dicey sometimes as they start to figure out what it's like to ride a new horse um, but I think that's something that that makes our format unique and kind of exciting um, is that you're you're kind of constantly being challenged and you're constantly being asked to to use skills that you might not have had to use the last week because you've got a different horse that you're sitting on and then for the IHSA scene uh, this sounds interesting as somebody who doesn't have to do it so this is my entry taking over but that is a awesome ground to see and prove development because you can become an IHSA rider de depending on your level of experience. And that feels like a really awesome spot as a coach. Be like, wow, this person came to college, never ridden a horse, whatever. Yep. And then by the end of the time that they're, you know, their tenure at the University of Lynchburg has come to a close, look at how far they've come. So that feels like an awesome, it comes with challenges for sure, yes. but a chance for you to look at and be like, wow, look at how far this individual has come. Yeah, well, and I think we always, obviously with any sport, you're gonna look for development from a from an mm -hmm. athlete's first year to their last year. But I think totally. the way IHSA is set up for us is we get to have riders on our team that get to have competitive opportunities and get to ride at a college level on a varsity team. And they get to do that regardless of what they're experience has been and so um, we have riders with less experience riders with more experience and we kind of have a place for all of them um, within the NCA format it's really those those riders that have a lot of experience but doing IHSA gives gives us an opportunity to just have a wider range of kids on our team um, and it also within IHSA we have sort of the built-in progression in that um, we talked at the beginning we got Dakota Banks a freshman is going to zones this weekend and and the way that happens is he sort of rides in the division he comes in in and as he's successful he goes garners points and qualifies for zones and he's qualified for limit fences the next level is intermediate fences so he would then go on to compete in intermediate the following year so the riders kind of have a chance to to meet some personal goals even when a team maybe is not qualified for for a zone or for a national championship you might have a rider that's able to progress their mm -hmm. way through because they just have been really successful in that division and so it gives us an opportunity for sure to have a bigger group of athletes a bigger group of kids here riding um, and also gives them a chance to meet some personal goals, even if they aren't coming in as the most competitive rider on our team. 
For sure. And then one of the other things I wanted to ask you is, you look at the ODACs, and you mentioned prior to being hired at the University of Lynchburg, you're an assistant coach, worked for the IHSA team at Sweetbriar, and then you also have, you know, looking at ODACs this past weekend, champion Washington Elite. This is a really competitive conference, like mm -hmm. I say, for every sport here at the University of Lynchburg, but that type of competition level, it it can be challenging, it can put things and obstacles in your way, but also I think opens the doors and highlights what the ODACs can look like in the equestrian scene. So. Can you tell me a little bit about the good and the bad it comes from being a member of a very competitive conference? Yeah, I think both within our conference, we have the, the ODAC schools that have riding programs that have been doing that ODAC championship for a long time, which we're really, I mean, of this, the riding schools, the schools that have equestrian teams sort of in this area, we're almost the youngest. And the NCEA team's new, but we've had IHSA for quite a while. And, and we're, But we're talking about Hollands or Sweetbriar or schools. I mean, Sweetbriar celebrated their 100th year of riding. And so, like, we're, we're not going to, we're, we're going up against these schools that have these huge, well-established riding programs. And I think that kind of forces us to work a little bit harder and, and to be a little bit more, um, we have a little more grit and persevere a little bit more when we kind of have have to compete against those schools regularly. And it, it also, college riding is healthy in Virginia. We have a lot of schools that have college riding programs, whether they be club or varsity. And that's a really good thing. We like seeing that and we appreciate seeing that. And I think it's good for all of us to have strong schools to compete against. But it, it does make it a little difficult for us when we're kind of here competing at home because I think if we were to like pick our team up and go drop them somewhere else in the country it might be a little bit easier for us to to feel successful but it, it's good to have that level of competition here and you know we buried the lead a little bit we're going to nationals Lynchburg is and you've done congratulations to you first and foremost that's that is stellar so down in Florida Oklahoma Florida to be specific and that's something I wanted to ask you about as well so you talked and noted that Waco, Texas used to be where the championships for the NCEA were held and for about a decade or so. And then now out at, uh, or down in Oklahoma, Florida, pardon me. But, you know, what are some of the exciting factors about that move for you and the team? Yeah, so I think um, it's just a kind of an exciting place for, for the, for NCEA and for Equestrian to kind of get to have a chance to, to compete for a national championship. I think this the sport over the last 10 to 15 years has grown and changed quite a bit and and Baylor and and A&M and the Texas schools that have all been there and kind of doing it for the long haul it made a lot of sense to do championships there because that's where all those horses were and they've done a great job with it I think it's an exciting place for us to go um, to be in Ocala and to be at WEC the World Equestrian Center as a new venue and a really exciting venue in our industry as a place to go horse show and compete um, and Florida just in general being uh, especially here in the springtime and, and coming out of the winter season there's a huge winter circuit that happens in wellington and ocala florida um, and so there's a lot of our industry a lot of our potential student athletes that are competing there as junior riders and a lot of trainers professionals horses that we might all be interested in in sort of having access to for our teams that are going to be there um, and so it puts our our championship kind of a, a, at a good place um, and highlights it well within our industry which i think is is really crucial for the success of our sport long term is is to get to be there so it's exciting it's going to be a fun trip we're we're happy to be there i got to go as part of the championship committee and visit the site um, back in december and it's just going to be a really really cool place to do the championship and kind of an exciting venue for sure. So once we get to Ocala, April 15th and 16th, what does a successful weekend for Lynchburg look like? Third in the region, top four, get to go. I want to know from your perspective, both individually, 
PRs and, and things of that nature, but also program-wise, what a successful weekend look might look like in your eyes. Yeah, um, I think we had we're at, we're lucky in that we got to go last year. Um, so we've been to a, a national championship before, which is good for our kids, I think, and good for all of us just to sort of know the lay of the land and the landscape for sure. I think we um, with with ECACs with our with our conference regional, the South Regional Championship, um, we ended third, which was not sort of what we were hoping. We were definitely hoping to be in the championship round of that um, conference, but I think we're going into to national with our first round being against the school that we lost to at ECAC. So my my big goal for us is that we come out of that with the the win that we would have expected and, and would like to have um, and get into that championship round. Um, and then we get to kind of a little bit see where we fall from there compared to last year. Um, I think all of our kids, we've got, again, young team, kids that are going to be there for the first time, some kids that are going to be there from last year. Um, so we've got uh, uh, my goal really for everybody is that we go in and we feel feel positive, confident, and successful with what we do, whether we come away with the win or not, that, that we're going in and we feel like we belong there, that we're competitive there, and that if we get edged out, we get edged out, and that's okay. Um, that's kind of the name of the game, but that, that we make sure, especially as we're kind of growing and building here, that we have confidence um, to be able to go into next year with the same goal of getting there again and, and doing better. So. Absolutely. And Coach, one of the other things I wanted to talk to you about, so this podcast is releasing the day before Give Day. Mm-hmm. And that coincides with, you know, a big announcement maybe a couple months back now, but a new home for Lynchburg Equestrian starting off this summer. Talk to me about, you know, the excitement behind being able to move out to the Patrick Henry Farms and then also how people can help on Give Day. Yeah, so we're super excited about our move. Um, Lynchburg has never had a facility that was just their own. We've been really grateful to, to other schools in the area that have partnered with us to allow us to have a team in, in years past, but we're going to have, for the first time, our own home um, with Patrick Henry as a partner there. And so we're working really hard to make sure that's ready for a, for a summertime move. So we're, we're counting down the days that we're, we're about, we're now less than two months till we're going to have horses on that property. And so lot we're in crunch time with a lot of the projects that we need to get done there. Um, and we're really looking forward to Give Day just in general for support for our team and for all of our programming, but especially to try and try and gather some more support for some specific projects that we'll have um, at the farm. Some of those things specifically that our, our alumni, friends of the equestrian team are able to do is, is give specifically to um, stalls. So horse stalls will end up with 35 or, or a couple, give or take a stall or two, um, but 35 stalls on the property um, and so we have alumni and, and donors are able to to give uh, $2,500 to get their name on a stall um, opportunities for sponsoring jumps um, that are um, whether it be a business sponsorship, whatever that might be, but we're really trying to garner some some specific gifts towards some of those projects, and then also just general gifts towards um, all the things that we're kind of working through, whether it be fencing or footing for the arenas or or any of the kind of projects that we're working on, and then also to just our our general program support for travel and for uniforms and all that kind of good stuff that we in a normal year still need to worry about, even sure. when we don't have the exciting exciting news about the farm. Absolutely. Well, Coach, that is awesome. A lot of exciting things coming from the equestrian program. I'm pumped up for nationals to see how Give Day turns out for you as well as the rest of the department. Do you have any final thoughts? No, thank you for having me. I think we're, we're super excited about where we're at in our season and um, hoping that we can bring some success home from Ocala for the University of Lynchburg. Absolutely. Well, for the Director of Equestrian, Philip Williamson, my name is TJ Winger. And until next week when we have a new episode for you, we are signing off. <laughs>